Hey, thanks for visiting Lighthouse 805. Join us this morning as we talk about spring break and what it really means to take a break and rest. Good morning. Thanks for joining us at Lighthouse, and thank you for listening on the podcast. I just wanted to say um, we are starting up our camp sermon series next Sunday, so you can see the decor behind us has started. It has begun. It is just two giant pieces of wood that will be painted, and we'll move into the camp sermon series. But in the meantime, we have a couple special messages that um, God just had been speaking to me about. And what was supposed to be two separate messages now became a mini-sermon series when there wasn't really supposed to be a mini-sermon series, but it just happened that way. Um, So last week we talked about spring cleaning, and this week we are talking about uh, spring break. So it's, it's, it's a spring sermon series, just two weeks long, that's it. Spring break. There is, how many people love relaxing during spring break? I noticed that some parents didn't quite raise their hand. <laughs> like relaxing? <laughs> spring break, spring break. It, the, the concept of today's message was God was speaking to me to share corporately about the concept of rest. This is something I've brought up before. This is something I preached on. But today there was new insights into rest, rest. We all have rest needs for our body, our mind, our soul. We, we can't really focus in on what God is showing us and speaking to us if we don't rest. We're so, we're so tired and we're so distracted and everything is happening in our lives. And if we're not restful, we're not ready. Because rest ultimately leads us to the next mission, the next season, the next thing. And if we're tired, how can we accomplish that? It's, it's really interesting. When we're too tired, we go into a survival kind of mode of just, man, I'm so tired, and now I'm, I'm just living to survive through this day. Have you ever been in those instances where you're just kind of like, like, I don't know if you've ever had those moments, and I, you know, the kids might just be a little extra energetic that day, and they might be complaining because there's multiple of them, and this is part of my personal life. But, you know, it's just what, what you thought, was, it, you're, the feeling you should feel at the end of the day is really only 7 a.m. at that moment. And you're like, come on, guys. <laughs> just get together. <laughs> Let's just be friends for a moment. But there, there's this thing that we need, rest. It's, it's finding rest, even when it's hard to find rest. It's sometimes we got to figure out how to do it. I, I wanted to, point number one, I wanted to give lack of rest symptoms. What are symptoms when we don't have rest? What are things that are happening when just rest isn't happening in our lives? What? Cranky? Well, that, yeah, that's, that's the first one, okay? You can't, stop jumping the gun on me, Yvonne. <laughs> it's true. 2 Samuel 11.1, 1. in the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Amorites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. Lack of rest symptoms. A, tired. Or, as I was trying to be nice, but you could put cranky there also. <laughs> according to Yvonne. Tired. You know what's interesting about this, this scripture? Uh, some of you guys know this, some of you might not. This is the verse of setting up one of David's worst mistakes of his life. 
He was supposed to go to war, and he didn't, which made he stayed back, and he had an affair with another woman, and it went into this murdering thing. It, 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 he spiraled really bad, ultimately because of this verse. And it's easy to glance over this verse thinking, oh, he's just, he just didn't want to go to war. Well, that's actually, there's more to it than that. Did you know this, this timeline of war with kings is during the winter time was the resting time. It was when you foraged and you had all your food. It's when you spent all the time with your family. Um, babies happen. <laughs> and it's like, that's the time you're all home resting. Unfortunately, David didn't rest when he's supposed to rest. And so now at the end of the rest season, when he's supposed to go to war and do all this adventuring and conquering all these different things, he's not rested. He's tired. So he's like, you know what? I'm exhausted. Someone else go ahead and do it. Someone else do it. Can you lower my mic just, a, just like a hair, Donnie? Uh, the, it's number one on the, the sliders. Just lower it just a little bit on the soundboard. And so he's supposed to go out and fight, but he's, he's not rested. He's exhausted. So then he ends up staying home and just being there. And so a lack of rest... A lack of rest happened to cause him to have all these moral failures and all these sidetracks and all these distractions. Rest is so critical in our lives. How do we know when we haven't rested? The first thing is we're just tired all, all the time. All the live long day, my mom would always say. We're just tired. And all of a sudden, when we're tired, we say stupid things, okay? Can we just, can we just be honest? We say things that, you know, there's, there is a filter that's supposed to happen, but when we're tired, that filter, like, dissolves. I don't know where it goes. But we say things we shouldn't say. Our mood changes, we're cranky, we do dumb things, we say dumb things, and ultimately we, we can hurt and offend people that we shouldn't be. They're the ones that are supposed to be on our side. We need to rest. So David didn't rest, and because he didn't rest, he stayed home to rest when he wasn't supposed to be resting. We're tired. Do you know the, the symptoms of lack of rest? The symptoms are actually past, present, and future. Your tiredness, A, is the past that's weighing on you. Okay, the a, uh, a, B, and C are past, present, future, but I'll get to those in a second. But A, it's your past is weighing on you, and that's what's affecting your crankiness, your tiredness. So B is abandoning responsibility. Lack of rest symptoms is abandoning responsibility. So his responsibility was just to go with the rest of the kings. It said, when all the kings, when all the kings go to war, David didn't. He abandoned responsibility. This, this is his present. When you have a lack of rest happening in your life, a symptom is in the right here and now, you just don't do what you're supposed to do. It's like, well, yeah, I know I'm supposed to uh, pick up the clothes off the floor, but I'm tired, so I'm just not going to right now. Tomorrow, is, tomorrow it'll probably happen, hoping I'm not tired tomorrow. You know, it, it's, it's the present tense stuff. Abandoning responsibilities that you're supposed to just do right here and now. And I know that the socks 
is just a thing that my wife brought up last week. And yes, it is true. I do leave socks on the floor sometimes. But it's the present tense stuff. And it's not just the small things. It's the big things too. Oh, I really am supposed to go out and do this and this and this. But I'm, I'm tired. It's the present tense thing. That's a, that's a sign that you need to rest. And rest isn't avoiding that thing you're supposed to be doing in that moment. Rest is supposed to happen before you get to that moment so that you don't shed off your current responsibilities. What you have to do in that situation is do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, and then when that's done, then head to rest. What's, what's the saying? The best time to plant a tree is like 50 years ago, and the next best time to plant a tree is today. You know, we can't go back in time and rest, but we can rest today. B, abandoning responsibility. Another C, the third aspect of a lack of rest symptom is distracted from mission. This is the future tense one. See, this is what God is speaking to your soul for you to do in your life. It's like your big aha moment, the thing that you are supposed to be accomplishing throughout your life's mission and goal of what God is speaking to you of saying, this is your purpose, this is your calling. And when you're tired, you're distracted from it. When you're tired, your vision of the future is interrupted and you can't see it. It's like your eyes are blurry on it and you're just focused on, I gotta do this. Okay, I gotta do this. Okay, I gotta do this. And you miss everything that you're supposed to be looking at that God is speaking to you about. That's a major rest issue. When you can't get your eyes focused on what God is eluding you to look towards in mission in life, it's because you're sorely tired and you haven't rested. When, when, when all of a sudden you're tired and you're not doing the things you're supposed to be doing and you're not envisioning what God is speaking to you about, past, present, and future, it's because you're just missing all of your rest seasons over and over and over. And you're just like living off of fumes. Have you ever, have you ever been in the position when your car ran out of gas has anyone ever done it? Like, I want to see hands. Have you ever done that? That is the worst feeling. <laughs> well, also you're driving, you're like, it starts making that noise, and you're like, I don't, have, I don't have any gas. What's happening right now? The first time it happens, it freaks you out. The second time, you should, you should have solved that before you got to that position, okay? So if, I remember the first time my gas ran out, and I was, I was freaking out, because my gas gauge on my old Pontiac, that... It just went wherever it was going to go, and you just had to remember how many miles you drove. So, I mean, it could show full, it could show empty, you don't know. And so I had to always reset, and it was like, at 220 miles, that's when I just put more gas in, and just, that was my goal. Um, but I remember I was driving on the freeway, and I was leaving from um, El Monte, our church, and I was going to go to our Bible college, and I was going along, and all of a sudden on the freeway, it's like, the car turns off, and I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. And then I realize there's no gas. That's my only thing. So I'm just sitting there. I'm on the freeway. And then it's like you're, you're with the flow of traffic for a couple seconds. And then you're not with the flow of traffic. And so I was just like, I'll just start going over slowly. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. And so I'm just going over. And it was one of those praise God moments because I'm like going over. I'm like, oh, there's an exit. I think I can coast down there. So then I coast down there. And then it goes down. And I pick up a little speed. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to hope for the best. You know, and I'll slam my brakes if I need to, but then I'll be pushing it for a while. So I get off, 
and it's still early in the morning because it's like an early, early class. And then I get off the freeway and I was like, oh, there's no traffic. And I was like, I'll just, I'll, it was West Covina. And, and I'm like, I pull off and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up this street and there's like a mall up there and there are movie theaters over here. And I'm like, I'll just go until I can't go and I'll just, there's tons of parking. I'll just leave the car here. And I'm like trying to rationalize things. And then I go and I'm like, hey, there's a gas station right here. And I'm like, I wonder if the car can make it. And I'm like still coasting. And then I'm like coasting and I turn and I'm like, you know, doing those like this kind of thing. And like it pulls in and the car actually died right at the pump. And I was like, thank you, God. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> so now I'm like, I always like, I just got to fill it up. Just got to fill it up. Um, but that's, I feel like that's, that's our life sometimes. It's like, I'm good enough. I'll just keep going till I can't go anymore. And really what ends up happening is you're not able to carry yourself through to the end. The gas pedal represents the power and authority that God gives us, but if we're not filling our tank with everything that God is speaking to us through the word of God and worship, we don't have the authority and power to carry us through to our mission. It's empty. We're bone dry. It's a lack of of rest symptoms. So naturally, this message hopefully would get to how to rest properly, which it does. Number two, spiritual rest. Spiritual rest. There's differences between spiritual rest and practical rest. That's, that's the last two points. But spiritual rest, number two, is, is found in Mark chapter 6, 31. There were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his disciples didn't even have time to eat. So he said to them, let us go off by ourselves to some place where we will all be alone and you can rest a while. Isn't it interesting? The God of the universe with unlimited power, unlimited strength, unlimited everything even had to go off and rest. I, I think that's noteworthy. It, if God has to rest, man, we got to rest. We have to. There are so many people coming and going that, and that Jesus and his disciples didn't even have time to eat. A, feed yourself. One of the most important things you can do for spiritual rest is feed yourself. Feed yourself. What am I alluding to? Feed yourself with the word of God. Feed yourself with worship. Feed yourself with pot. Whatever is going to spiritually fill you up, you need to do it. Feed yourself. Uh, man, I can't. I've heard this illustration so many times, and I feel like it's a little more convicting every time, but some, I heard someone say it was, <coughs> if you just had one meal a week, just one, how would you look externally after some time? You'd just start losing weight and you'd be all, all skinny and you would have like no energy. And you just, yeah, it, it's just, you're so frail. And it, it, that's the concept of what happens if we're just spiritually feeding ourselves once a week on Sunday? We're so frail and weak in our spirituality. We haven't rested. Jesus says, we need to go off and eat. This is, this is spiritually speaking to us today. We need to feed ourselves. Your end-all, be-all cannot be me coming to your house and giving you a spoon 
of the word of God every couple months. You have to dig in yourself. You got to start feeding yourself too. B, intentional isolation. Please do not get this confused with just being lonely and wandering off and that, that's not this. That's not this at all. Intentional isolation is going away intentionally for some time. Saying, I'm going away because I need to fuel, fill my tank, but I'm coming back. So one of the things that we can sometimes do and fall into a trap of, I'm going away kind of indefinitely. <laughs> it's just you walk away and you're like, I kind of like this. I like being alone. But then it spirals down. No, it, it's an intentional isolation. <coughs> intentional isolation. And then one of my favorite parts of the scripture says, let us go off by ourselves to some place where we will be alone. This is Jesus speaking this. This is Jesus saying it. Jesus is telling this person, let us, you and me, we need to go off and be alone. C is be alone with Jesus. To get rest spiritually, it's being alone with Jesus, not being alone binge watching. Although the shows might be awesome, we need some alone time with Jesus. That's, that's what he's saying. He's drawing us in, saying, be alone with me. Come, come away with me. Come away in isolation, just you and me, and let's spend some time together because I want you to be fed and nourished and rested up because I got something huge for you to work on next, and you can't sustain yourself without it. Feed yourself. Be intentionally isolated with Jesus. And number three, practical rest practical rest. I, I think it's, it's great to talk about the spiritual rest, but if we don't talk about the physical, practical items that are happening in our lives, we'll miss it. Because we might be spiritually so on fire and awesome and fired up and ready to go, but if we can't like leave our bed, that, that doesn't help. Three, practical rest. Mark 2, 27 says this, then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. There, there was issues happening here. See, people were making all about like, oh, I need to do this because everyone says this. I need to do this and I need to do this and this and this. And, and they had this laundry list of things they had to accomplish on the Sabbath for the sake of not accomplishing things on the Sabbath. Backwards thinking, it's so bizarre. But in reality, when that contextualizes for today, we still kind of do that. When all the marketing and commercials say, do this during your spring break, do this for rest, do this, do this, do this, come here, do this, and everyone's fighting for attention and energy, and all of a sudden we're trying to say, if I don't do this, then I'm not resting. Nah, I don't know. I think that's marketing trying to get your money. You need to rest. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Practical rest. A, it's, it's physical. So what do we do physically to rest? 
and all articles and research and random things looking at stuff, it, it's, everyone has pretty much the same thing. It might be 10, it might be 25, it might be 40 things on the list, but it all boils, it boils down to three things. Exercising right. That's at the top of the list almost every time. Our body needs to physically be active and move around in order to rest. Sounds kind of counterproductive, but it turns out that our bodies are so geniusly made, ingeniously made, I can't say that word, whatever it might be. (laughs) Our bodies are so awesomely made by God that the more energy we utilize, our body says, all right, I need to produce more energy to accomplish more tasks. And by exercising, our bodies start building up more resistance and energy before all the mission we have in our life. Exercising right. And then the, the, another thing that we have to do physically is eating and drinking right. It's like, duh, that makes a lot of sense. All of my In-N-Out burgers are not helping me. <laughs> I need to eat better. And then even, even looking down at it, just the plain water that doesn't fizz, that doesn't have flavors, it's so critical to our bodies resting right. And then the last one of, of physical rest is sleeping right. To not oversleep and not undersleep, but just to sleep. Sleeping right. We need to hit those three items in order to practically rest, in order to even set ourselves up for success on the day-to-day basis. The other aspect of practical rest is be emotional. Emotional. My wife was telling me that she, she studied it, and uh, this morning I was just telling her about the message, and she's like, oh, did you know this and this? And I, I'm going to try to, if I, don't, if I mess this up, you're going to have to come up, babe, and explain it better. But turns out when we're living emotionally and just uh, having anxiety and thinking about all these things and we're just like, oh, this and this and this. It ca- it, when we're living in our emotions, it causes our frontal cortex, okay, frontal cortex to stop working right and we can't think logically and we can't process what we need to process and we're living in our, we stop thinking, which actually makes a lot of sense. Because we start making dumb decisions and we get tired and we get cranky and we say stupid things all because we're living in emotions rather than thinking what God has, wants us to be thinking about. We control our emotions. Our emotions don't control us. It's so, it's so impertinent that we don't wallow in our emotions. It's so important. When, when we have a frustration that happens at our work, when we have a frustration that happens in our home or somewhere else, leave it there. It's hard to do. It is so hard to walk away from it. But you gotta, you gotta work on it in your mind. You gotta say, no, this stays here. No matter what happens, I gotta leave this here. Well, remember I had this mentor that he would, he said that, when he was at work, he would, he would carry his lunchbox, right? And he would carry a fake pretend lunchbox in the other hand. And so when he'd, 
he would be at work, he'd be sitting there, and he'd do all the stuff, he had his lunchbox, blah, blah, and he'd have his fake one, and on his way out, he would take his, his real one and his fake one, and he said, I always envisioned my fake lunchbox to be all of my frustrations, my worry, and my anxiety from my job, and I'd leave it on, there was this, he said there was a little block right before the parking lot, and he would set it down, and he goes, I can't think about it anymore while I'm away from this place, and he'd walk away, and then the next day he'd come up and he'd pick it up and he's like, okay, I need to start working on my mind to accomplish what I'm supposed to be at. And so he'd leave all these things behind. And it's so important. If you're consumed with everything that's hurt you from all the whole week and you take it to your home to be around children, it's, it's, it's hard on your kids. It's hard on your family. It's hard on your friends. If that's just weighing on you, you start making bad decisions emotional. And then C, with, with practical rest, C is fill your tank. Fill your tank. This, this concept is when you rest, do things that make you feel energetic, that make you feel joy, that make you feel excitement, so that when you're done with it, you're more excited and more energetic than before. Your body might be a little physically tired, but you're just ready. That's what fills your tank. If you're doing things that like just wears you out, that's depleting your tank. Going back to like the car illustration. If you're doing things where everyone's together and you're doing all these things and it's lots of fun to everyone else and everyone's laughing and screaming, but then you're more tired at the end of the day when you started and that was your rest day? Oh man, that means you're going and two weeks without resting. And you do it again the next week, then it's three weeks. This is what happened to David. He was supposed to be resting, and he didn't. He just made poor decisions. You need to figure out what fills your tank. For some people, it's walking on the beach alone, grabbing sea glass, and then coming back and talking about it later. Someone over here. <laughs> For some of us, it's, it's just grabbing a group of friends and laughing and grabbing a lunch. It, it fills your tank. Some people, it's, it's being around people, and some people, it's being around nobody. You know? But what, what energizes you? If you tried to do what I do to fill my tank, it would not fill your tank, and vice versa. You need to identify what, what gives you energy, what makes you happy, what makes you excited, what, what can you do that you walk around like, yeah, man, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow's going to be a horrible day, but at least I'm excited <laughs> that I'm, I'm filled up, you know? I don't know why I said that, <laughs> but it, it, you need to change your emotional state. You need to change how you fill your tank so that you're rested and ready no matter what happens the next day. You're excited for it, even though it might be challenging, but you're ready, you're rested. That's the concept of rest, that we are preparing ourselves for what's to come. See, with David, that, that's, I think that's the biggest thing I can hopefully get across because in, in North America, we're so opposite of how rest works. See, for us, rest is like, I'm so exhausted from everything I just did, and now I just need to try to recover from it. See, we're a recovery nation and not a rest nation. 
See, recovery is like, I need to get over from my past because I'm just exhausted and I can't think about my future. Rest is, I need to rest right now because God is speaking to me for what's next. Don't be a recovery person, be a rest person. Recovery is backwards focused and rest is future focused. God has purpose and mission in your life and it's so forward focused that he has to keep your eyes on what his eyes are on. Recovery is, let me, let me take my eyes off of where I'm headed because I need to analyze all this stuff over here and I can't look at what's coming and, and I just need to get over the. And the more you focus on Jesus, the more you focus on the future, the more you, you're in line with his vision, the more he'll help you deal with your past. But you need to be focused on what Jesus is focused on. Rest. Rest. Lord, Keep speaking to us today as, as this is spring break for some people and, and spring break already happened for others. Lord, I pray that we would rest right. That we would keep our eyes focused on what you have our eyes, what your eyes are focused on, you would have our eyes focused on also. God, encourage us, build us up, give us more opportunities to be isolated with you so you can keep growing our spirit, keep growing our mind. Lord, we want to progress forward in our lives. Lord, the, the prayer this week is that we'd be comforted and filled with excitement and joy because we're ready. We are ready for what's to come. In your name, amen. I'm going to go ahead and call up Sterling. Thanks again for visiting. For more information or giving, visit lighthouse805.com.